0: If you would
1: like to join a community of like-minded agency owners and scale your business while doing so, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call to explore options on how we can help you scale your agency. What is good, Eight Figure Agency listeners. We have a really unique conversation today. I'm going to be getting interviewed today by the agency I work with for my short form content, Tyler Courier runs Courier Media. Check him out. If you like how this conversation goes, if you follow my shorts, either on TikTok or on YouTube, shoot him an email, Courier at courier-media.com. That's tylercurrier, C-U-R-R-I-E-R at courier-media.com. And without further ado, let's, uh, Tyler, this is your show today. Kick off this conversation.
0: Awesome. Cool. So Jordan, you just went on this pretty cool trip to Europe. I've seen, and you've taken, what was it, five weeks off of your agency?
1: Yeah. So I left at the beginning of May, 2023, for a five-week hiatus, five-week vacation. I spent four weeks in Europe, four and a half weeks, and I spent a half a week in Ohio to go to a wedding. And dude, it it was amazing. It was a beautiful experience. I traveled to three different countries and to seven different cities in that month's time technically but more than 10 cities, but seven different locations we stayed in while I was there.
0: That's awesome. You're able to do that. Like it's very um, rare that like an agency can actually make it to that point. Well, I guess not in your program, your program gets them there.
1: I'm really blessed to be able to be in this situation where I could take an entire, literally an entire month off where it's just an amazing time for my wife and I to connect, to travel. We, we, Drank a lot of wine. We saw a lot of beautiful destinations. Uh, my favorite one this time around was Terramina in Italy. But the reason I take time off, the reason I take a full month off every year, it's to prove a point. Most people, ninety nine percent of people that are running businesses, that are that use their personal brand to generate business are full of shit. It's the blunt truth. I know so many of these guys on Twitter that fucking suck, and you know I don't need to call any of them out. They just suck. They they are full of shit. So if I take a full month off, and that's part of what we're selling, we're helping businesses build companies and founders build companies that could work without them, I need to lead it first. I need to be the first one that takes time off because if I could do it for myself, then we could definitely do it for you. Oh, and there's 120 plus clients that we're actively working with that we're doing it for as well. So yeah, it was an amazing time. It's a great time for me, but it's also a great time for social proof. It's a great time to test my business. Truly, like, where is my business at? And I learned so much, you know, we've changed some really critical things coming back from Europe, but yeah, I appreciate you leading off with the question.
0: Kind of leading into my next question. Was there anything you learned from it? Like anything like a system (laughs) that broke or some management thing?
1: I learned so much, man. I actually made a list. So if I could see if I could find it, but let's just start like off the dome. I think the first thing that is really important and this is in no particular order. so the first thing that when you scale from launch to a million and then a million to two million, your business is so different as a million dollar mark and two million dollar mark. When you hit a million, you're usually bootstrapping to a point where you have to hire junior talent. And when you're doing 20, 30k a month, you have to hire people that you have to train. Like there's no choice. And you know, this wasn't for my business, but I saw this from afar from. By looking at my business, you know, I have A plus talent across the board, but if I had B talent, God, I would have not. I, it took me 15 months to go from zero to $2 million run rate from scratch, right? So from zero to $2 million in annualized recurring revenue, it took me 15 months. And I was looking at that, my business, I was like, the only reason I got there this fast is because of my talent. So one of the most common pitfalls of a founder. Most founders, when they're scaling to a million, they have to hire junior level talent. They have to train them significantly. And the training is probably not that good because most people, 99.9% of people, haven't gotten formal training on how to train people. So their talent's not performing at the level they need. And then they hit a bottleneck. They hit a, they hit a ceiling of achievement at 30K, 60K, 50K, 60K, at 100K, at 150K, because talent is the issue. What I realized, one of my biggest insights... I realized when I was abroad, it is so pivotal, I think, when you hit that million-dollar mark to be willing to reduce your margin. And I would say 100K per month to 150K per month. It is worth it. And it, you should really consider reducing your margin to hire senior-level talent. I made two really important hires right before we hit the the $2 million run rate. It's my COO, Matt. He left an eight-figure company to come work and build AF with me. And that completely changed the game. I felt like not only did I have a partner in this business, but I had someone at the eight-figure level that I could grow this with. And that was pivotal. And then Herbert, who's one of our lead consultants, he was on the market, He had three interviews for CEO and COO positions of eight-figure businesses. And I made him an offer. I was like, I will make you an offer, but the only way I will keep this offer available is if you make the commitment in the next 24 hours. Otherwise, um, I know you're interviewing, but I know we can do great work. Those two hires, first and foremost, they gave me so much peace of mind. Like when things break, because things will break and that's okay. I have the talent that could fix it without needing me. So that was one of my biggest insights. If you're cool with that, I'm going to keep running. Is that fine?
0: Yeah, keep going for it.
1: One of my second insights is... The importance of time off, you know, when you're in your business, you're caught in the thick of thin things. It's so hard to look at things from an objective point of view, and just by watching my business from afar, there are gaps, right? That just show up because you know it's like LeBron James in his prime. If LeBron, and I'm not saying I'm LeBron James, and like just ignore the ignore the direct comparison, but if LeBron James was on, you know a team in his prime and he stepped away, you really, truly get an assessment of where that team's at. Now, that team's fucking great because LeBron's there. But when LeBron steps away, where's this team actually at? Where are the gaps? Are all the role players fitting where they need to be? Are there missed assignments? Like You truly get an understanding because when LeBron's there, it masks a lot of what might be missing because he's able to just, through sheer will, score. So we uncovered a lot of stuff. That when I'm in the business, because I choose to be in the business when I'm there, I just, I go fucking beast mode. Right. So that was really important. I was able to uncover a lot of stuff, but objectively I was able to come up with so many great ideas on how to improve my business. One example is like, we're going to start doing new client onboarding calls. So like, Hey, we've, we've onboarded five, 10 clients in the last week or two. Let's get them all on a call. Just welcome them to the community and have an open Q and a. That was really great. Being abroad, I was looking at the numbers of my business. My third, probably the most important insight was data. Because I'm abroad, I'm able to run a lot more numbers. Like, you know, I take, fl- I took a flight from Portugal to Lake Como, and I think that took a couple hours. And I remember on that flight, I was flying from Porto to, you know, Milan. I had a couple hours to really just, I'm not working. I'm just, Looking at the business on a high level and I ran the numbers. I downloaded all closing rates from the last year. And I think we've had, we had like 1500, 1200, 1500 or more prospects that we got to talk to in the last 12 months. So we're, you know, booking more than 100 appointments a month. I was like, that's fucking sick. And I, I started to segment that data. I started to work. And when I worked on that data, I was like, the biggest thing that hit me was, I should just be the only one selling right now. I have a sales team. I have four, including myself, we're a sales team of four. And I looked at it and I looked at what our recurring revenue is on a monthly basis. And I just did the math. I was like, all right, we're doing multiple millions. And I was like, I just ran the regression. If I had never had a sales team and it was just me and I had Zach, my, um, who was my head of sales, who's now you know selling um, a little bit, if it was just me, we would be more than double. Or double yeah, we'd be more than double what are we are right now. Because as a founder of a you know, of a startup, no one could sell like you. No one can sell your business like you can. And I saw something serendipitously around that time that Alex Ramosy sold until was selling in the business until they did a million dollars a month. I would have never saw that if I didn't step away. And we're doing great, right? Two point five three mil annually but fuck and i'm just like holy shit we could be doing six or seven mil right now and all i had to do was just get on more calls and meet more people which i fucking love to do what the fuck am i doing like why am i not because because here's the thing i i love to work i love to take time off and i could build a system where i while i'm there i could be i could take 95 percent of the calls and drive 95 percent and then when i leave i could put zach in and he could do his thing and Zach's solid. It's like Zach is an above-average sales professional. But still, statistically, we had four people, and I'm just like, it doesn't make sense. So I completely changed my model. I have two setters. So I came back, I have two setters that are stood up now. They are taking majority of the first calls and they're gathering a lot of the information. So when I'm gonna call, I'm consulting. I have all the information I really need to understand the company. So I don't have to spend five to fifteen minutes. You know, learning about their business. I have all their info. I build a report and then I consult. So the model that we went to that I'm going to start encouraging my clients to consider if you're doing less than 10, 10 million annually, you're, if you're a really good sales professional as a founder, the ROI might be there to actually sell more, to actually get them more calls. So that's what I'm doing. That was a huge fucking insight. I would never seen that because the brand is build a business that could work without you. And I think the thing is can work without you. Like you don't need it to work without you. Like, if you get to the point where the business can work without you, you can choose where you go in the business. I choose to be in sales now. I choose to be in certain components, and as a result, you know we we're, we go exponential. So I have a lot more insights than I gained, But those were probably just the ones that were top of the mind for me. Three. Maybe not that I don't even know if they're top three. That the sales one was definitely the sales one. The talent one were definitely one and two yeah like it was just you know what's top of mind right now
0: when you're on trips you get like like you just want to work like i find after if i take a yes. week off yeah, <laughs> like i want to get back to work
1: yes 100 percent. so at amazon we used to do something called a stress test at during peak season which is you know for amazon it was prime week and prime day in the summer and then you know black friday and the holiday season in the, the winter we would Right before, a week or two before the the real volume comes in, we would pour in a shit ton of volume into the warehouse to mimic what the volume will be. So it forces us to test our systems. And I took that concept of Amazon tests its systems before it actually needs to play the, the in the championship, the real game. And this is my stress test. This is, if I get hit by a bus, I need, I need to build a business that can work without me. So all the people that become part of my... Business stay and they're healthy and they're happy. But the word stress test there is some stress on me. I don't want to be gone for a month. I really don't. My wife wants to and that and I want to be with her for a month. but when you love what you do, it's hard to step away and I talked to a lot of founders. I talked to um, one of my clients, Chris Weiser. I've spoken to Jordan Lee. And Jacob Levine, Straight Line Advertise. And they're like, I could never do that. And you're like, you could. You're just going to have to really reflect. So I meditate so much on my time off because I need to reprogram my body to calm down. It's like I have to go back into what is my body meant to be doing on a natural basis. And the only way I get there is through meditation and tapping on my time off because I'm usually anxious in the first week or so. Because I'm used to going everywhere and now I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to do anything for a month. My body freaks out. My body's like, we need to do something. So I have to meditate to ease into my vacation.
0: Kind of leads into one of my other questions. Is there anything specific you do for focus?
1: I mean, I have a full routine. You know, I keep this routine when I'm on vacation too. So I'll just quickly go through it. Like focus is not like you, one, you could take coffee and, you know, caffeine and it could help you focus. Focus is a series of compounding activities. So how do I focus? I ensure I get enough sleep. I ensure I wear blue light glasses, blue light blocking glasses at night, two hours before I go to bed to enable the right chemicals, the melatonin to start producing in my brain. When I wake up, I will immediately drink 32 ounces of water. When I wake up, and, you know, I'll put like athletic greens in there. So I'm getting the right supplements. From there, you know, I will meditate. I'm walking my dog. I'm doing spinal stretches. I have a machine that will, you know, help me. I can't, it, I stand and it vibrates the shit on me. It detoxes me. I take a cold shower. By the time my morning's over at 1130, I've drank another one of these. So I've had 64 ounces before 1130. During my lunch, i eating a healthy lunch. So like this this afternoon, I had like a, Chicken salad, like salad with chicken, not chicken salad. And I ran my dog for like a mile and a half and I took another cold shower. And I'm going into the afternoon, right? It's more water. I'm taking breaks. So if I'm feeling, I won't go more than three hours straight without a break. So a lot of times I live on the beach, I'll just take a five, 15 minute walk, right? And when I get to work, I have two ways. I fluctuate between writing my success list down. And, you know, using a virtual one, I just, it's just whatever I'm feeling in the moment. I have a success list. I categorize my activities. My activities are categorized in my priorities. These are the things that are the 20% of actions that lead to 80% of the results, sales activities and marketing activities, operation activities and administrative and personal. They're categorized because I know, okay, it goes priorities, sales, ops, admin. And that's the order in the business that I need to focus on. And then personal, I have to make time for my personal stuff. So for focus, if I know exactly what to do because I've reverse engineered my success and I have the energy and the presence, I can perform. So it's not just one thing, it's a series of things. And I think there's not a there are hacks, coffee, right? You know, usually in the afternoon, like on Mondays at three o'clock, I'll go work out for an hour at Gold's Gym, which is a fucking that's a hack in and of itself. I'm the smallest guy in the gym. Um, Tuesday at 4 o'clock, I'll work out. So I start working out in the evenings because usually I'll hit a, I used to hit a wall at like 3 o'clock or when I would finish my day at 5.30, I'd be done and I wouldn't have energy for my wife. But if I work out at like 3 or 4 o'clock and then I either go back to work or with my wife, I now have energy for the evening because the workout is giving me energy finishing my evening. Scaling your agency month over month is hard. You have to work on delivery and worry about retention and sales, appointments, managing your team and so much more. I was able to grow a multi seven figure business and remove myself completely from the day to day operation. If you want to do the same, I will show you the exact process I followed to hit the $2 million per year run rate and completely remove myself from the operation. If you want to build the dream business and live the life of your dreams, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash value. I will show you how to build a business that can grow and operate without needing you. Once again, this is eightfigureagency.co forward slash value. And I will give you my best training ever for free.
0: It's quite the routine. What would you say is like the most like like the biggest like needle mover? I like think that big the biggest results.
1: I think different things move the needle for different reasons, but I would probably hydration. Like most of our energy is just being hydrated. Right? So like I said, if for energy hydration for like productivity, it's the reverse engineering success and putting things into categories. So when I have to do work, I'm not going into Slack or going to email, I'm going into my success list and then I cover that shit later.
0: I'll definitely try that because I now I only have like 500 milliliters of water a day. It's like I'm having like nothing.
1: Yeah, and the thing I want to highlight here, I just shared not complex but a, a really significant routine my morning, afternoon, and evening. I am not running a multi-million dollar business. I'm not a millionaire entrepreneur by accident. When I was 18, 19, 20, 21, and then you know between 21 and 25, I was working at Amazon studying business. For those years between 18 and like 25, I was studying success, studying health, wellness, performance, mindset. I went to therapists and life coaches and performance coaches. I, I learned how to meditate. All these things are enabling me to be a successful entrepreneur. So, so much of business is actually not what you do in business, it's what you do as a human. So a lot of people will come to study my operational content, but you know I have a whole deck of content that I don't talk about that's just general success. I'll eventually get there, just not in line with the brand. So the biggest encouragement I want to say, if you're watching this or listening to this, you need to consider your holistic approach. It can't just be success in your business. It has to be the holistic success for you as a human.
0: You touched on briefly that you had a really big jump when you hired like, better seasoned talent or seasoned talent. Was there any other like significant jumps or breakthroughs you had?
1: When I took off a year ago, so I took off in June of 2022, I took off for a month and leading into June, we were doing okay with appointments. I know in Q1 of 2022, we booked about a hundred appointments in Q2. We I should go back and look, but we probably booked, I don't know, maybe 200, maybe 150. When I left for the, for the month, <laughs> our appointments went to 15 on the month. I booked 15 appointments on the month. One of the biggest things that I realized was if I'm going to build a business that could work without me, I need to build an appointment setting system that could work without me. So flash forward one year, we booked 115 appointments and I didn't work a day. That was a fucking game changer. That was huge for my business. Last year was really owning and diving into the appointment setting systems and building a brand. A lot of new agency owners want to build outreach systems. I, I have, um, shout out Amir and Chase. I don't know if you're, if you guys are going to catch this, I'll probably send you the podcast, but I'm talking to these two, um, really young dudes. I have a strong affinity for them because they're from the town next to me. We're growing up in Long Island. You know, we're talking about they need to book more leads and they don't know how to, and they're really just doing cold outreach, right? And they have a VSL. The best thing I ever did for my business was. I build my cold outreach system. So we do we do cold call. We do cold email. We do cold DMs on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Five forms of cold outreach. We get inbound leads from my website, Organic SEO, from YouTube, from my YouTube shorts, and so my long form and my short form, different people are coming in, from my Twitter, from my LinkedIn, from my podcast, from referrals, from me doing webinars, from me going on other people's podcasts. That's nine different forms of inbound. People, when they follow me, they build trust with me. I got, I get on so many sales calls where it's a one call close because they've listened to me for six months and they know I'm legit. They know what we do is legit and they know we solve their problems. They hear this interview. And the number one thing I did that actually enabled me to go from... It was quick, right? We were at... I think within six months, we went from like... We had like, I don't know, 120K a monthly of recurring revenue... And it was because I built a brand. The personal brand was the best thing I ever did. But having the mindset to always build different attribution sources and really get good at them, the brand and attribution sources was probably one of the best. That it, it probably one of the best things and most important things I ever did.
0: And that started mostly on Twitter, right?
1: Twitter, yeah. So I was on LinkedIn. LinkedIn got me to thirty k monthly recurring revenue. Twitter got me to where we're at today, for the most part, right? And the next stage is, right, what's going to get me beyond keeping the same appointment volume? You know, we'll just double by me selling. If I'm the one selling, we will double. And then getting to 10 million, there's a few different things, right? I'm, I purchased a Facebook group a little bit more than two weeks ago. So I think I'm at like 17 days ago. I acquired a Facebook group. I have a client who runs a $12 million business, $12 million agency, and it's all Facebook group. So I think the Facebook group alone will get me to 10 mil. But there's a few more things. Um, I've spoken on one of these. This one I'm about to share is new. After the Facebook group is set up and I've really put the appropriate finances that need to go into that to build that machine, we're going to be building a top of funnel quiz or assessment. So I'll give you a quick example. If for like clickbait or like to get someone's email and phone number, we could say, figure out what your agency's valuation is right now or how much you could sell. And there could be an ad for that. You'd click that, you fill out a an assessment, and you'd say, "All right, you're you're going to sell your business for 400k, 800k, whatever number it is." And then it's going to be, if you want to see how to improve your valuation by two x or three x, book a call here. We're going to make a proprietary set ass- multiple assessments. It's not going to just be sales. It's going we we have multiple proprietary ways on how we could increase the valuation of your business or get you out. So that's going to be something really cool. We're going to start playing with maybe this year, maybe the beginning of next year. And then the, the other way I'm going to get to 10 million and beyond is a book, right? So if you look at Alex Ramosi, I used to have $100 million offers over there. His second book was $100 million offers. It might have even been his third. His first book was Gym Launch Secrets. I'm going to build my own Gym Launch Secrets, right? So I'm going to write my own book like this. And one of my mentors who has a $20 million agency, he recommended a, you know, agency or firm that will help me ghostwrite my book. I, I'll talk, they'll write. That costs 40K. So, you know, that's going to be a pretty hefty investment for the writing. But between those three things, you know, if we don't do anything different, we just maintain the amount of appointments that we're sending, we'll, we'll get to probably six mil, seven mil, maybe. And now if we're adding all these other things too. Ten million. It's ten million. Is not a if. It's just when do we hit it?
0: And how far do you think you can push 8 Like, do you think it will cap out eventually?
1: It's hard to say. The way I look at 8F is 8F will be like a holding company. So maybe it'll be eight-figure holding company or nine-figure holding company. We'll probably rebrand to 9F in the future. If I have a straight line in my mind to. I have a straight line to twelve million, or fifteen million, or twenty million. We're gonna do. We're gonna be so much bigger than that because what we're eventually gonna do is we're gonna start investing in our clients. Hey, you're an A player. How about you, we invest in you? You get free consulting. We'll build out your software systems for you. We'll build out your email marketing. We'll build out all this shit for you, and you'll actually get our. So we'll start doing that, and that will compound, right? There's just so many different ways we could cut this. Events, masterminds. Because we have the trust of hundreds, and eventually it'll be thousands. When I say hundreds, we have hundreds of actively paying agencies, right? The game for us is if you think about, we have a funnel that leads to Adaf. The Adaf offer is another funnel, right? That leads to a bunch of other stuff. So, I mean, look, like I'm I'm shooting to build a, a billion dollar business over the next twenty years. If we do a hundred, if we're doing a hundred million in ten or fifteen years, like I'll be fuck, I'll be happy right? So I think the sky's the limit because my goal is to impact people. I genuinely believe it's my one of my missions on this planet to help people change their life. The way I'm doing that today is through business. The way I'm going to do that in the future, like, I thought I wanted to be the next Tony Robbins when I was 22. I really thought I wanted to be the next big life coach. That's still part of me, right? So I'm just spitballing here, but like... We can take this business in so many different ways because we have the trust of entrepreneurs. And then it's like, if you trust them, what else can you do with them, right? Oh, do they need performance coaching? Do they need like th- like there's so many different things. And I'll just start investing in a lot of businesses. I will definitely have like a doggy daycare, right? I think the one I go to is kind of okay. They they, they kind of suck in their management. So 8F will become a funnel for the rest of things, and the cash flow will enable me to build a portfolio company that will, you know. It's going to be a portfolio of companies that do good work, but really focus on impacting people, making their lives better.
0: Very cool. And last interview, you mentioned you think that maybe with um, the rise of AI, we'll see agencies look almost like SaaS companies. Do you have any plans to offer uh, like a SaaS product to any of your clients?
1: Not right now. I don't have a plan to offer SaaS right now. But you never know. I've been offered equity. I have a friend who sold this company. is a deca-millionaire. And he's like, I want you to be an advisor and get equity in my SaaS product, which is, by the way, backed by Google. So, you know, just shit shit comes across my plate. I said no. I told him, I'm like, I appreciate the offer. I just can't right now. If I do SaaS, I don't know if it will be like we're creating it. It might be a JV. I don't know. So... As of right now, it's not in the cards, but in the future, like I, I, wouldn't be surprised if I'm vested in a SaaS company, SaaS product.
0: One more question for you: Do you have any like sayings you've transferred over? I know there's some things that like Amazon has like biased towards action. Do you have any of those you implement in your uh, agency?
1: Yeah, we got a lot. So the question, you know, do we have any sayings, expressions? So we have values, and we have heuristics. So, for those of you that don't know, values are the cornerstones of your business. They are what define your DNA, your genetic makeup as a company. Like these are the non-negotiables of our business. Amazon had ownership, trust but verify, bias for action, dive deep, earn trust, right? I could, you know, I could keep going. Frugality. Amazon had leadership principles. At 8F, let's look. We have Eight core values, seven core values. I should know that by dumb. Be great, deliver results, build friendships, not relationships. I really love that one. Ecologically serve, right? Ecologically means it's it's good for me. It's good for you. It's good for everyone. It's going to impact. Be a kindness warrior, but not a pushover. I've in the past when I used to work at Amazon, people would mistake my kindness for being a pushover. But I I think you need to be kind, but you need to win. Change the world. At 8F, this is not this is a company that is truly intending to make a difference. We're a for purpose business, and as a result, we profit, not the other way around. And abundance, you know, gotta live with abundance. Um, So those are values. These are things that we talk about. Be great, ecologically serve. But heuristics are more granular slogans or catchphrases I use or we use. And I'll give you a few of them. Consulting heuristics outpace and drive the clients. Share the landscape. Share the landscape is the way we run ADAPT, our consulting. We can see so much of what's going on. So when we do this, it's so easy to see a pitfall. You need to share that landscape. Hey, just want to let you know you're coming up on a pothole. Here's why that's important. Here's what you need to know. And here's how we're going to prevent it. Tie where we're at to where we're going. A lot of times. It's so easy for our clients to lose sight of where we're going. We have to remind them. So I got a lot of these. I'll just, I'll just ring them off. Prime clients, ask for permissions, acknowledge and validate, tell stories, not less, not, you know, not models, push the rock. I got that from the San Antonio Spurs. Show them what we're going to show them. When we're going down a rabbit hole, call out two paths, explain the why, fall it out. If something triggers you, see a problem, solve a problem. The second you think you're close, dig, dig dig, deeper. Don't be lazy. Take the extra step. Call out your anxiety. Share your gratitude. Rule of three, never work more than three hours straight. Said I did that, right? So we got a list of these that the only way you could build culture, what is culture? Culture is what people say and do. Privacy, right? When no one's looking. It's how they talk. It's how they feel. It's how they act. All cultures have their own language. You and as a business need to build your own language. And that's what these are. right? It's our language of thinking. It's our pillars of how we we think and act. Big thing I just want to share coming back from a month off. I really think as an owner, it's your responsibility to build a company that could work without you. My first week I got back, it's a crazy story. We did a cold email. This guy guy booked a call. I got back on... My first day back was a Tuesday. So this was two days into my that like my time back from time off so this is thursday i get on this call with this guy he's not on camera i'm like hey man what's going on he's like hey just saw, got your email i want to get on a call I was curious but like what's this about so i share with him what we're up to and he's like oh you know i just want to cut you off i just want to let you know i had to shut down my agency because i have colon cancer and one it was a really <laughs> it's a really deep you know it was a really deep conversation like Start talking about how I'm going to pray for him. I'm sending him good love. And like, if you're hearing this, I just want you to think about this person, like this entity, and send him some healing energy. Cause I am right now. But he had to shut down his business because he got colon cancer. So imagine if he had employees, they're all getting fired or they're all fired. They lose their job. And when I talk about building a business that could work without you, as a founder, you build a team that you probably, and you, you know, you might not, but you should care about them. These become your people. They become your tribe. If your business will go out of business, if you get sick, take maternity leave, die, right? Like get injured, right? Aren't are unable to work. Like there's a ser- there's so many things. We don't think it would ever happen to us, but it's our responsibility as founders to truly build businesses. Businesses operate without a founder. Startups require founders. I really believe It's your duty, not only to go achieve your financial success and all that fun shit, you need to build a business that can work without you. It's, it's like the right thing to do for the people you hire. So I really wanted to emphasize that as we wrap up this conversation, because for me, 8F, it's a blessing. I get to work with the most amazing people. Totally taken aback by how I just have amazing humans that are around me that are, they're all deeply connected and spiritual in their own ways. And they're all amazingly talented. and I'm just very grateful that I have this vessel that I get to lead the charge in. So yeah, if you need help, if you want to be on one of these calls and be our next success story, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call. We're starting to get more success stories coming in on the pod. Um, I'm going to be doing an interview with Brendan McKinnon tomorrow. I think he scaled his agency in six months or four calls with us by 60K monthly recurring revenue. So I'll be coming up soon. So Ty, thanks for having a conversation with me, man, and guiding it. What is good, Agency Owners? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are looking for support growing your agency and are not sure the best way to do that, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call where you will book a call with us and we will start our process to help you figure out what is the best way to grow your business. We're going to review your systems, add value, and help you understand a new model and system that you can start to build that is going to easily enable massive growth this year. Once again, that is eightfigureagency.co forward slash call, where we will help you scale your agency and add $10,000 in MRR per month.
0: Cheers.